0: Hey, this is Lori Acker. Welcome to the Small Church Ministry Podcast. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Small Church Ministry Podcast. We are always about giving practical, actionable strategies for better small church ministry. And when I say better, here's what I mean. I mean a ministry that you're not dreading week after week. A ministry where you have exactly who and what you need for what God has in mind. A ministry where you see life change and transformation, not just in the people you're serving, but also in yourself. A ministry where you're joining God in what he's already doing. So doesn't that sound like something you want to be a part of? A ministry that you want to be involved in, maybe leading, maybe partnering with, maybe helping with. Whether you are a volunteer, a ministry leader, or a pastor, this podcast episode is for you. We're going to be talking about a very common struggle in small churches, um, not just small churches, but since that's who we talk to, that's where we're headed. And it has to do with all the starts and restarts, um, leading a lot, but with a lot of inconsistency. This happens oftentimes in children's ministry, but also happens in women's ministry, men's ministry, outreach, communications, social media, worship, and tech. Sometimes we have people who are willing to lead and they step up and they take over for a time. They weren't going to do it permanently. So when they're done or they have something happening in their life, they kind of step out. But then when somebody else steps in, have you ever seen this happen? they don't take over where someone left off. They go in a different direction or they have a different style or something that's more important. We end up dealing with burnout, but not just that, also disagreements or conflict. And where we could be going in six months to a year or two years or five years, it kind of gets side railed. People stepping up to lead or volunteer with the time they have, the energy they have, the vision they have. Lead with a lot of inconsistency. That leaves other people not knowing what to expect. It can really build a lot of frustration. No real team building because one experience carries over in the memory to another experience. Now, the other thing we see a lot of, if maybe you haven't experienced a lot of starts and restarts or inconsistency in this way, Another struggle we see often in small churches is a ministry that's been run a certain way for a very long time, and it doesn't seem to be changing at all. In fact, there's no room for change. But if you talk to people in there, we don't even know why we're doing some of the things we've been doing for as long as we've been doing them. And honestly, it's not even that effective. So whether the ministry you're involved in fits in one of the two scenarios above, or maybe you're kind of in between both. By the end of this episode, you're not only going to have some food for thought that might just turn into exactly what you need to nudge this ministry in the right direction, but you're going to get some very practical, actionable steps, a way to think about, talk about, and even promote and develop some core values, hang with me, that will have long-term impact. Sometimes we're so focused on the short run, the need, the desperation, we got to fix this now that we forget the church has been around a lot longer than you. And it's going to be around a lot longer past any of us, our individual churches, as well as the church. So if you want to set a ministry up for the long term, for the long haul impact, as in leaving a legacy, it's important to pay attention to some of the foundations of great ministry, those foundational pieces that we miss when we're just trying to fix something or get something done quickly. Now, here's something that will impact your ministry now and long-term. So we're not just talking about making some changes that we're going to see some impact 20 years down the road or even five years down the road. What we're talking about in this episode will impact your ministry now, but will impact your ministry for a very long time into the future. So doesn't that sound great? Now, whether you're a pastor, a volunteer, a children's leader, maybe you're in charge of the women's ministry or dipping your toe into outreach or prayer communications, every ministry is going to be covered in this episode. What we're talking about applies to all of it. Now, a few people reached out to me last week to ask me about mission statements and vision statements. Like, how do we do it? What do we recommend? They're really struggling with this mission statement. Do we have resources on it? And while I will say we have talked about it, it is in some of our resources. What I'm talking about today will have greater impact and longer term impact. Than most of the time that we spend putting together mission and vision statements. So I hope that sounds good to you too. Now, before you tell someone that I said, I didn't believe in mission or vision statements, that's not true. <laughs> I think they're fine. I have them in my personal life and my ministry areas. Um, sometimes it's really good to have them and to revisit them and to develop them. But here's where, I don't know, there's kind of a rub here for me. Because I've also seen hundreds of churches and thousands of people waste an awful lot of time. And oftentimes it is painstaking, right? Like it is like painful to form mission and vision statements and people get into conflict and we, we, you know, get down to this little word. Should it be two or should it be of or should it be four? And the problem with this process can be notice I didn't say always is, can be. That we spend so much time trying to make a statement that we never get to work. We never get to work on on bringing it to life. So for today, maybe if we could just agree that all of us in all our churches, our mission is to love God and love people and teach them to do the same, (laughs) then we can get onto the topic at hand. So what I'm about to share with you, um, if you choose to embrace it, it will change your ministry. It will change your effectiveness. It'll build outside supporters of your ministry, even people who aren't involved. It will cut down in disagreements. It will make communication more clear. It will make decisions easier. And even sometimes takes the decision making out of the picture entirely because it's just kind of a no brainer. It's the way that we do ministry. Whether or not you have a mission statement or a vision statement yet, I will tell you, you can get to work on what we're going to talk about first and watch those mission and vision statements come around as well. So what I want to talk to you about today is actually core values. Um, now, don't roll your eyes if you've heard this phrase in the corporate world or you're like, oh my goodness, another thing that we're going to spend all this time doing. That's not what I'm talking about that. Now, most of us have been through those painful mission, vision statement processes that might include core beliefs or things like that, but hang on. When I'm talking about core values, I want you just to think about the way that we do ministry, just the way that we do what we're doing. That's what I mean when we're talking about core values. So like, yeah, we're going to say, we're going to teach kids the Bible. Great. Yay. That's the mission, right? Core Values helps put some, I don't know, some texture around, some context around how we're going to do it, the way we're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to start a women's ministry, but what is that going to look like? What's the way we're going to do it? And oftentimes, this is what sets your ministry apart from the church down the street. If you think about vision and mission, a lot of times people think about, we got need a mission statement. We need to be unique. We need to be different. Y'all, we have a real, real similar mission statement in the Christian church. It's like a, the mission of Christ, right? Like go make disciples. Okay. But I want to let you know that your uniqueness, that individual special beautiful culture that God's put you into in your community, in your small town, in your inner city, in your village, in your neighborhood, with the people that you have. Oftentimes that uniqueness gets really wrapped into your core values. Core values define the way that you do ministry. It also gives some guardrails for the way that we do not do ministry. Now, I'm going to continue to kind of just broaden this out, define core values, give you some great examples, and even a few stories. But I just want to remind you of the reason. (laughs) The reason we're talking about core values is not so you can stick it in a book somewhere that says, this is our mission statement. These are our core values. Okay? I wouldn't even waste your time to talk about that. Core values, if you embrace them and utilize them. They're going to make decisions easier. They're going to save you time and also money. They're going to increase your ministry impact. They're going to increase your intentionality. And one of my favorite things is if your church embraces them, if you embrace them as a team and as a church body, they're going to keep your ministry going in the same direction where you're building on The ministry of the person before you, the ministry of the person after you is going to keep going in the same direction long after we're gone. So let's lean in a little bit. Core values. Now, when I say core values, I use that word intentionally instead of saying core beliefs. Um, The reason I do that is I believe we can believe things or say we believe things or have a list of our beliefs, and it doesn't always make a difference in practicality in what we are doing if you value something, a core value, then it's a priority. That's what value means. I value this above something else. When it is a priority, then we're going to live by it. So let me give you a few examples of core values. Now, if you do have like some of the ministry bundles or you've read some of the blog posts, um, there are definitely places you may have heard some of these samples. I'm just going to give you a little smattering of them. Um, One of the values that I love when I'm involved in children's ministry is a value of, I believe, we believe in a safe, affirming environment. It might be defined something like this. Our standards foster a place where every student is loved, included, and protected. We prioritize physical, emotional, social, and spiritual safety. Students and volunteers are built up and not torn down. Does that not get you excited? It gets me excited (laughs) to talk about having a safe, affirming environment. Now, if that value is something that I envelop in my children's ministry, my team does, my teachers do, in our small church, we like embrace this value of a safe, affirming environment. This is how it starts taking shape. Every student is welcome and loved. It cuts down on clicks because we embody this. If there is sarcasm happening with volunteers or teachers, it is stopped immediately because sarcasm does not fit in a safe, affirming environment. The other thing, there's no reason to even wonder if we're going to take the kids in a car without permission slips or without approved drivers because that safe, affirming environment includes that. So this is one example of we believe in this. Another great example is we believe in congregational involvement. Now this, this honestly would fit in a prayer ministry, an outreach ministry, a worship ministry, a youth ministry, a women's ministry, any ministry could embrace this. We believe in congregational involvement. We're never going to do anything just by ourselves. We're not going to step on other ministry areas because we believe that the congregation is part of this ministry. It's not just this subset of people. Do you see how a value like that, a core value, could help in making decisions? It could help in programming. It could help in involving people. So good. Now, when I was in a bigger church, a much larger church, one of my core values in our ministry areas, it was youth ministry at the time, it was that we believe in small groups. One of our core values was small groups. And how that took shape in our ministry is that in everything we did, we were always breaking into small groups. Um, If there was a lock-in and we're doing badminton, whatever, we're breaking into small groups constantly. Now, the reason we lifted this as a value was because we saw the relational benefits and how God moved in those smaller places, smaller groups. Anytime there was a big group, we looked how we could break it into small groups. So, are you kind of getting the picture of this core values? The sky's the limit. When you think about options for core values, core values could be parental involvement. Core values could be community impact. It could be that you're always looking out into the community. But what I want you to know is core values aren't everything that we value. If you are serving in women's ministry, children's ministry, or youth ministry, and you're tired of ideas that don't work with smaller numbers and smaller budgets, or pouring time into events that don't seem to be making a difference, or starting and restarting with new people but the same struggles, we have got you covered. Check out our ministry bundles with done-for-you resources that work the first time, a step-by-step plan that fits into your busy schedule, and a strategy that gets others excited to join too. You can find the links to check them out in the show notes. I really want you to confine your core values, especially if you have never done this, maybe even to two or three, but no more than six. Because we can all agree that prayer is great, but everything great is not going to fit into your core values. We can all value love, safety, outreach, care, prayer, worship, the Bible, good relationships, building leaders, developing people to be influence. There are so many things that we can all say we love and we value. But what I'm encouraging you to do is just pop into like maybe four of them, no more than six. Core means it's foundational in everything that you do. You're going to see that. Another great example for me, one of my core values in small church ministry, you see it all the time, is developing leaders, letting people see that they are an influence, every single one of us, which is why you'll see me end every podcast with, be a light. Always talking about developing leaders, building that into our communities, into our conferences, utilizing people and lifting up voices of people in small churches to be the leaders, to be the speakers. Because I believe that that is one of the core values that I have decided to build small church ministry on this organization. Now I have another core value. I have many core values, but one of the core values you don't see in small church ministry is that I really value feeding the hungry and caring for the poor near and far, whether it's across the world or right in my neighborhood. That is a personal value of mine. That does not mean it is a core value of small church ministry. Kind of see what I'm saying? So think about the ministry area that you're involved in. Maybe you're involved in 12 of them. So just pick one. Pick one of the areas you're involved in. Like what is something that you really value that you've seen God move, whether it's in small groups or in parental involvement or in an affirming environment or in, you know, developing leaders, whatever those would be. And what would one of those be that's pretty much non-negotiable, that every time you're in that ministry area doing something, it is so important that that is part of it. Remember that example I gave you about small groups when I was in a larger church, something like that. We were looking constantly, how can we break into a small group? How can we get into a small group? Nope, that's too big. We're not going to stay there. So those are some examples of core values. Now, how do core values help? Somebody wants to be involved in your ministry. They step up and say, Hey, I want to teach. Hey, I want to serve. I want to be part of that. You say, Hey, these are our core values. Take a look at these. Do these resonate with you? Now, I'm going to tell you most people would never say, No, they don't. But they're going to see how intentional your ministry area is. And they may have some that doesn't resonate very well. Okay. You may have someone step up and say, Hey, I want to lead women's ministry. You know, that person is stepping down. Me, I'm next. You pull out these core values and say, hey, does this, does this sound like you? Is this something that you would support in helping us continue? What about if people just outside your ministry just want to know what you do? Or there's a guest or visitor who comes in and says, hey, what's your worship ministry about? Or what's that prayer ministry about? Or what's the, What happens in kids chat? You can pull out these core values. We're going to talk about how to share them in a minute. But what happens is people start seeing your ministry in a different light. The people who are serving in your ministry are serving with more intention and you absolutely will have increased impact. Okay. Now, another question I I get a lot is how do we come up with these core values? First off, I honestly would start with some that you've seen other people promote, whether it's in our resources or something you see online, just start with something because it'll give you something to start with. Okay. But definitely tweak it and make it your own and add new ones. Absolutely. This is not something you should come up with on your own. Um, utilize your team, utilize core volunteers. If you're in kids ministry, pull in a few parents. Oftentimes, these core values can come out and also be developed and and, uh, deepened with vision parties or planning parties. You'll see that as part of some of our resources too. And absolutely and always, please make sure if you are in a ministry area that, that the core values you come up with are supported and backed and approved by your leadership, by your pastor. To be able to go to your pastor and say, Hey, these are, this is what we want to stand on. What do you think? Do you support these? Are these good? Will you back these? Now, I'm going to tell you that not only does that show you're a team player, okay, but it also lets other people see how seriously you take this ministry, that you are in this, you are in this with intention and with prayer, right? That you are totally like totally stepping up to be amazing and you're doing things on purpose. Now, once you have your core values and they're approved and you've got kind of a team around them, like this is what we want to be about. This is what we want to be known for in this ministry area of worship or outreach or communications What do we want to be known for? What do we want to stake and say, like, this is what we believe. We're going to put this into everything that we do. Once you have them defined, what do you do with them? Remember, I said, this is not something to stick into a binder somewhere. These are only as good as you use them and as you live by them. So first off, use them, keep them in your mind So every time you're putting an event together, you're doing a task, you're looking at these core values and utilizing them, share them with other people, your team. Yes. Your meetings. Yes. And if you're in kids or youth, your parents. Yes. But also other people promote them. Let people know, write an article for your newsletter or your, your website, um, put it out there to the community, put a little brochure together that just says core values. It could just be like a little one sheet for visitors to see. Promote them well. And again, not only will people just fall in love with what you're doing, but they will see how, how I don't know what I want to say, like how much weight you're putting into this, that this is important how much importance you're putting into this ministry, you'll see people kind of step up and start walking a little more proudly and start talking about what you're doing also, because you're showing them how seriously you take this volunteer ministry job in a small church. This is how we become excellent in ministry. I don't know if you've ever walked into a business. I walked into an insurance agency once and on the wall, these huge words, um, humility was one. I couldn't believe it. Like humility was one of their words. Um, service was one of their words and I was so impacted. I still remember it now. This was years ago at an insurance agency I walked into. Can you imagine if people walked down your hallway or into your classroom and saw integrity, integrity? relationships, love, service, inclusion, whatever those words are that become your core values. Another great way to utilize your core values is in surveys. When you're getting regular feedback from people, when you're evaluating programs or events or your year or even your vision, you want to bring these core values in. Do you see how we are? promoting this do you see how we are utilizing this you want those coming out because i'm going to tell you if people don't see where those are in your ministry you're probably not utilizing them if you have a core value of a safe affirming environment for kids and there's bullying happening people are being ostracized there's a little physical hitting happening things like that and you ask even the kids how are we doing at this core value asking the parents, putting surveys out. You want to have regular evaluation along the lines of your core values. Do you also see how this keeps it alive and doesn't just put it in a binder that you worked for weeks on 10 years ago and nobody's seen it since? We want to embrace these. Now, if core values are new to you, I also want to encourage you to start with one. Start with one and just plan to build it. A core value could be people over programs. We build relationships first. Relationships come before we ask anyone to do anything, before we do teaching, before we run events. Relationships come first. How does that look to put people over programs? Define it a little. That's one you could start with even this week. Can you think of a way for you to use core values in your Sunday school room? on your worship team, with communications and social media. And I'm just going to say that is a great place to put the words like authenticity, integrity, honesty. Even if you're thinking of your entire church, you probably already do have some core values. Think of how you could elevate them if you actually talked about them and chose them on purpose instead of just having them happen by default. Defining core values, embracing them, teaching them, and sharing them will have a positive impact on your ministry area. I know it has for me and for so many people who've embraced this um, through small church ministry. Um check out the link in the show notes if you do want a step-by-step version or way to build a ministry foundation. The concept of core values is one of the many aspects we go into as we talk about developing a solid foundation for the long term. It's in our ministry bundles which are going to be linked below. Would you do me a favor before you go today? If you could take a minute just to leave a review of this podcast that really helps other people find us. There are thousands and thousands of small churches out there who are looking for the hope that God really is working in their small spaces. They're looking for tools. They're looking for community. And we have so much to share. So please leave a review of the podcast. It does help people find us. Um, And until next week, be a light.